When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you guys so much for joining me here today. I am so happy that you are here. Happy Friday, you guys. I hope that you all have had a great week. And if not, guess what? We made it through. It is the weekend. We did it. We're here. And guys, it has been such a weird week for me for a multitude of reasons. And I want to bring up one of them because I keep getting DMs on the Killer Instinct and my thoughts exactly Instagram page. I keep getting many DMs from you guys being like, girly pop, where is your main Instagram? I keep getting messages that are like, are you good? Did you know that your Instagram is gone? What's going on? Like, hope you're doing well. And like, guys, I very much appreciate you checking in on me. I really, really do because I love that. And it's just so sweet. And the fact that you even care is crazy to me. So thank you so much. But my Instagram got deleted. I'm laughing because I don't know what else to do. Um, So to give you a little bit of a backstory, basically on Sunday night, I was watching the Grammys. Everything was good, fine, fun. Was on Instagram all that day. No issues. It was like 7.45 at night and I had just gone on Instagram like two seconds prior, hopped back on it, got a little message when I logged on that said, your Instagram has been suspended. We love that. And right when it did that, it had like a little appeal thing, like I could appeal it. So I tried to appeal it. And when it told me why my Instagram was suspended, it was because it said that you, it is against Instagram policy, so to speak, to fake your identity and to impersonate another person. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So pretty much that happened. I appealed it and they said it would take about a day to get my answer. And if they deny my appeal, my Instagram is gone. So that's a lot of pressure. So I appealed it. And then about an hour later, I kid you not, I get a message on my email that was like, hey, we looked at your page and yeah, no, you're faking. And so we are disabling your account. Um, 
So that's kind of where we stand. That's why you don't see my Instagram. That's why it's not there. That's why if you have tried to tag me or look for me, it is not there. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to do if I'm being completely honest. Luckily, I do have a great team that I am working with to try and figure it out. However, I've kind of come to terms with the fact that like this might not be like something that can be fixed. And if that's the case, then we're going to start from square one again. And honestly, I'm trying to like look at it from a different perspective kind of angle and be like, you know what? That's okay. Like this is an opportunity for like a refresh and a rebrand and like we will figure it out as we go. But yeah, I just kind of like wanted to put that out there because of the messages that I have been getting. I am good. I am fine. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for caring. It's just my Instagram is down. (laughs) And yeah, I don't know. It is kind of weird. I didn't realize how much I was like on Instagram and actively using it um, until now. And it is also something that's like a little bit concerning because, you know, a lot of what I do, everything that I do is social media. But luckily, I still have Killer Instincts page and My Thoughts Exactly's page. So we still do have those. Those are still up and working and everything is all good there. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I really don't know what else to say other than that. So stay tuned because hopefully by this time next week, I will have some more answers, whether that is we are able to get it back or not. Um, and yeah stay tuned because we're just going to be, it's going to be a wait and see process. So anyways, that's been part of my week. I hope you guys have had a little bit of a better week. I hope that everything is going good. On the bright side, it is finally sunny here, which is crazy because three weeks ago we were on like lockdown from ice and snow and it was horrible. So it's finally sunny outside. It has cured my seasonal depression. I don't even care that it's like 45, 50 degrees, still pretty cold. Um, I just like that it's sunny outside. It gives me a feeling of purpose and motivation and feeling like I can wake up in the day and like, you know, actually want to do things, which is really nice. Um, So yeah, really great over here. But anyways, that's my weekly rather report. Let's get into this episode. As you can tell by the title, we are doing a reacting to your guys' unpopular opinions, but we're doing it a little bit of a twist today because this episode we are doing your unpopular opinions to relationship and dating, and I thought that this would be a good little fun twist because Valentine's Day is coming up. I think Valentine's Day is next week. I know it's next week. I just don't know what day. I think it's next Wednesday. Yeah, I think it's next Wednesday. So that is going to be exciting I guess Valentine's Day is never really even like even being in relationships like I've never really cared for Valentine's Day I just kind of I know some people love it but like I'm just not one of those people but anyways in the spirit of Valentine's Day that is what we are going to be doing today you guys had a lot of opinions that I'm really excited to go through so we're going to jump right on into it today and I also want to mention that if you guys do want to go and follow the my thoughts exactly Instagram page so you can stay up to date with everything that we do in regards to segments on these episodes it's just my thoughts exactly podcast on Instagram so you can go find it there and give it a follow but with that being said let's just jump right on into it so I'm going to give you guys I'm going to read off what you guys said and then I'm going to kind of give my my opinion on the unpopular opinion. So let's jump into it. Number one, older men do not have their shit together. Okay, go off. I mean, I, I, I've never really dated older men, so I don't fully think that I can 
you know, honestly contribute to this opinion because I just don't know. I typically range within like the one year younger to like three years older than me type of deal. But I will say that there is that stereotype that when you date men who are older, they're supposed to be more, you know, mature and they're supposed to have their shit together because it's like women mature faster than men. So when you get to a point where you're dating an older man, you're kind of dating someone on your same maturity level, I think is the argument that's been said a lot. And I will say the men that I have talked to, because I've never gotten into a relationship with one, but the men that I have talked to that have been older like you know significantly older not like crazy old you get what I'm saying (laughs) the men that I've talked to that have been older they all seem to kind of have their shit together so maybe that's just a facade I don't know I never did a deep dive like I'm not fully I don't fully know but I think that you know it's probably a it's like a good gamble with both like I'm sure some do and I'm sure some don't but I don't think because older men are older that they have their shit together, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think it's probably because of their age that they have their shit together. It's, I think that's the expectation, but you know, you see a lot of like old men who clearly do not. So I think it's just a toss up. I think it is. Next one. Private relationships are 10 times better than letting everyone know every little detail. Now, I feel like I can kind of give a little bit of insight to this because I know when I first got started on social media, I was very, very open. I did a lot of story times, but not only with the story times, I also had a not I wouldn't say a public relationship, but I definitely was very open about the relationship that I was in at the time. And it was something that I shared pretty frequently, whether that be on Instagram or I did several YouTube videos. I included him in some of my videos. I did a whole video dedicated to him. Like he was an active part of my channel and comparing that to my relationship now, which is almost a complete 180, like so much more private than my previous relationship was when it comes to social media. I definitely prefer how I do it now. And there's several reasons for that. The first one is that I felt like when it got to a certain point in my relationship, like when my relationship, my previous one was going downhill and like things were getting bad and I just, we were arguing a lot and there was cheating and there was, you know, a lot, all that stuff. Like I felt like, I like I lost a part of myself, I feel like, and I felt like I couldn't come to you guys and be the most authentic version of myself because I got all these questions about my relationship. Oh, where's your boyfriend? Oh, where is he? Like, what's he doing? What what are your guys' next steps? Like, there were so many questions in regards to our relationship that I wasn't ready to answer. I wasn't ready to open up about what was going on. And so because of that, I really took a step back from like all of the lifestyle stuff. You see it. There's a definite shift in my content around the time that him and I broke up. And it's because I didn't know how to handle like a breakup like that, like someone who I had brought into my world, someone who I had put on, you know, my pages and my socials and all of these things. And I didn't know how to navigate that. Like, I think we broke up in May of 2020, like the end of May. And I don't think I like announced it until like the end of June of 2020. So it was like a month. And I remember sitting there and making that like breakup video. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever done. This feels so unnatural. It is so strange to sit in front of a camera and be like, hey, just want to let you guys know we broke up and no one did anything wrong when in reality, someone obviously did. Um, And you kind of have to like sit there and act like everything's fine when everything is clearly not fine. So to me, the way that I see it is I 
have definitely changed my opinion on how I go about relationships. So again, my relationship now is very, very private. Um, you guys know what I show you. You guys know what I let you know. And before it was like, I just, you know, kind of put everything out there. And then when things got bad, like I didn't know how to handle it. And I was very open about that too, like not knowing how to navigate that, especially because there did get to a point in my previous relationship where I did try and take, like put our relationship, you know, a little bit on the back burner when it came to my social media. Um, and I remember I made this like whole video about like a relationship update one time because there were so many questions about it. So many questions on like, were we together? Were we not together? And like, we were going through so many issues and like having to sit there and make a video being like, yeah, we're still together guys. Like da 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 da. And like, again, no one's forcing you to do that, but you do feel a certain sense of, you know, loyalty to uh, the viewers and your audience. And so anyways, yeah, that's a really long answer, but essentially, yes, I completely agree. And even like not on a social media scale, like even just in my life in general, I agree with that. Like even for someone who like wouldn't be on social media, I would agree with that because I think that again, like I don't like giving people a lot of access to my relationship and like to my personal life, like other than you guys and like, you know, the people that I love, like I don't really like just being like, I don't know, just like being so open about it. Like I like to keep the things that really, really matter to me like more private. Um, so I completely agree. I think private, but not secret, right? There's a difference, private, not secret. All right, next one. Can we normalize not wanting kids? It's fine and not weird. I completely agree with that. I don't think that there's anything weird about not wanting to have kids. I think that having an expectation that everyone in the world should want the same thing is a little bit strange to me. Like having this expectation that every single couple in the world should want to have kids and should want to start a family is a little bit of a strange concept to me. I just don't think like that. And I think that everyone is so different. So like, why would we expect people to like have the same mentality across the board towards something like that, towards something that's such a huge and major decision. And I think that people who want kids should have them. I think that if you're able to, you know, provide a safe and happy and healthy environment for children, I think those are the people that should have children. And I think that having this expectation that everyone everyone needs to have kids like putting that pressure on people that's weird I think that that's weird why would you want someone to have a child who just doesn't want one like I don't understand that um I think that it, regardless of the reason whatever the reason is whether that's just they simply don't want them whether it's you know a financial thing whether it's just you know they want to spend their life traveling and they don't want you know to have kids or again, whatever the reason is, I'm not here to judge that. And I don't think anyone else should either, because I think having a blanket statement of like, everyone should have kids is a little strange because we're all so different. We're also individual. And to have that be like a solid expectation for everyone, I do think is, you know, I, I don't, I don't agree with that personally. So I would agree with you on that. Okay. Next one. I hate dinner first dates. 
let me think. Okay. You don't like dinner first dates. I've actually heard this before. I was talking to a friend two days ago. We went and got coffee and she was telling me all about like her dating life and everything. And she's like, you know what? I hate dinner dates because if it's not going well, then I want to be able to leave. Like I don't want to be tied down through an entire dinner. If like, you know, let's say it's taking a little bit longer than usual. Like I don't want to have to deal with that. I just want to be able to get there, like see if there's a vibe and if there is great. And if there's not, I leave. So for that instance, I I completely agree. I'm trying to think of like dates that I've been on. Like all of the dinner dates that I've been on have not been bad. So I think I'm lucky in that regard because I do think that the dinner dates that I've like, I think that, okay, how do I phrase this? I like to kind of vet a guy out like for the first couple days or so like over text and whether that's like a phone call or a FaceTime but like I like to be able to kind of like see what the conversation is like over text and I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character when it comes to that like when I was in my talking stages and whatever like being able to like have conversations over text seeing if the banter's there and because of that I feel like if it was there I felt confident in going on dinner dates. Like I felt confident in going and having dinner and that never steered me wrong. If I was texting someone and like the vibes weren't there and like the conversation wasn't so great, but I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. I would go on like a drinks date. That's what I would um, kind of suggest instead, or I would see if he would suggest something different. But I understand the not liking dinner dates because I also don't like eating in front of strangers that's just like, I don't know. I know I'm not the only one that's like that. I feel like I've heard a lot of people say that. So I don't think dinner dates are bad, but I prefer a drink date. Um, again, to each their own, like I just prefer a drink date. I don't mind a dinner date. The only reason I don't like a dinner date is because I don't like to eat in front of strangers. That's my thing. So yeah, but I mean, I understand again, like similar to what my friend was saying the other day, I think that if you're not vibing, like you don't want to sit there through a whole dinner with someone and like feel awkward and weird. Like you want to be able to just like either have a drink or go get a coffee or go for a walk or something, something that's like quick and easy. And then you can just like, you know, kind of vet it from there. Okay, next one. When people say you need to see each other every day, you really don't. I completely agree with that. I'm not someone who needs to see the person that I'm talking to every day, nor do I necessarily want to see the person that I'm talking to every day or even like dating. Now it's different because Hayden and I live together. So we pretty much see each other every day unless he's traveling for work. But at the same time, when I was like in other relationships and talking stages, I don't feel the need to see each other every day. I think it's important to have quality time and making quality time with the person that you're with and like making that intentional time with them. Because I think that like, it's not necessarily about how much you see each other. It's more so about like the time that you're putting in when you are with each other. So like I could spend an hour with someone every single day for three days, or I could see someone like once or twice a week and have like an intentional quality date with them. And I would feel a lot more connected to them with that rather than I would just like seeing them sparingly every single day. Like that's just kind of how my brain works with it. I also just like being alone sometimes. (laughs) Like I like being alone. I don't like feeling lonely. I think that there's a big difference, but I do like being alone and like having my space, especially when I lived in my apartment um, last year. That was, or like two years ago at this point. That's crazy. Two years ago is crazy. But When I first moved to Nashville and I moved into my apartment, I absolutely loved it because I loved living alone. I've said that so many times. I always think that if anyone is capable and has the opportunity to live alone, I think they should. But I just 
didn't really like seeing people every day. I was really protective over my space and like who I brought into that space. And again, I just think that the quality time that you spend with someone is way more important than like how frequently you see them. Obviously, if it's like a once every like month or once every two months thing when you're like trying to get to know someone, I think that is like not enough time. I think that in my opinion, what would be like the perfect amount of time is probably seeing someone like three times a week when we're like, you know, kind of like in the thick of it in like the talking and getting to know each other phase. I think three, maybe four, but I don't know. Even that seems a lot. I've been out of the dating game for so long. I really don't know. But I do remember there were, I've dated like both. I've dated people that like I've seen them like 24 seven. Like they're the type of guys that are like, oh, when can I see you next? Like, what are you doing today? Like, can I see you later? And it's like, I need time to prepare. Like I need time to get ready. I need to self tan. I need to take an everything shower. Like, no, I cannot see you in an hour. Sorry. That's just how I feel. But I don't know. Maybe not everyone feels the same way. Next one, you should live together for at least six months before getting engaged. Okay. Okay. Let's break this down. I have, so, okay. My personal opinion with this is I agree. I do think that it's important to live with someone before you get engaged. And I know that that is a hot take because I have so many friends, especially like living in the South. I have so many friends who do not do that. And like, they don't agree with it, like living together before, um, marriage or, you know, even, you know, getting engaged, like they, even when they get engaged, like they're not living together until they get married. So I completely understand both sides of the argument. However, because I have been living with a boy for the past like year and a half, I feel like I have like a valid argument in saying that I think it's important because I do think that it's just important to see how you cohabitate together because you can see if one person is like a little bit messier or one person is more organized, how you guys go about, you know, uh, delegating different like chores around the house. Who does laundry? Who does the trash? Who's doing the cooking? What does the, you know, what does the daily stuff look like? And so for that, I think it is really important because I'm not going to lie. Like the first like three or four months, maybe even longer than that, like five months of Hayden and I living together, it was not like easy. Like it was, there were kinks that we had to work out. And I remember, I think I probably talked about this in my blueprint to living with your partner episode, but when all of my friends like started moving in with their boyfriends and they would tell me like, Oh, you know, what is like, just like not even like asking for advice, but just kind of being like, what, what would you like tell me to expect when moving in with my boyfriend? And I would always say like, there's going to be kinks and like you're going to work them out and you're just going to have to like power through it for a little bit because there is growing pains in that. Like especially going from, I don't care whether it's you were living with roommates or you were living by yourself, like there are going to be growing pains that you're going to have to navigate through. Maybe it was a little bit different for me now that I kind of think about it because I was living by myself. So going from living by myself to living with someone else might be a little bit different rather than someone who was like living with roommates or whatever than to going and living with a partner because you're kind of used to living with someone else and kind of having to navigate around like how someone else lives and all of that so maybe that was why it was a little bit different for me but I do think it is important I don't think it's necessary I think that you can do whatever you want but if I had my choice I would want to kind of live with someone before 
getting married to them because then you see all parts of someone like when you are living with someone it's like all bets are off the table I feel like when you're dating it's like you can kind of pick and choose like when you're not living together you can kind of pick and choose like what you show like you put on a facade almost like you want like all the best parts of you to shine but when you're living together it's like all bets are off the table like, yeah, I'm not getting ready to see you anymore. Like I used to put on like makeup to see Hayden and like whenever he would come over, I would get ready and I'd like clean the house and whatever. No, no, we don't do that anymore unless we're going on a date or I just want to like look nice. But typically, no, <laughs> it's not happening. Okay, moving on. All right. I'm in a happy three-year relationship, but I still cry over my stupid high school ex-boyfriend. Okay. I don't necessarily... I don't... Okay. All right. Here are my thoughts on this. I don't necessarily... And this will be unpopular. I don't necessarily think that this is a bad thing. I think it definitely depends on like how frequently you're like crying over your ex still how soon well you've been in a three-year relationship so it's definitely been some time since that relationship I think that it's normal to grieve old parts of your life and like old chapters and old phases but if you find yourself getting caught up and like consistently going back to like that person and being like and like getting so worked up about it where you are crying about it, I do think that it raises the question of like, what are you crying about? Like, are you crying because you miss them? Are you crying because you are upset about how the way like things ended? Like, what are you, what are you upset over? And I think when you ask yourself that question, you can learn how to kind of navigate from there and kind of see what needs to be done to change that. Because I do think, you know, again, I think it's normal to miss old parts of your life, miss old phases, old chapters. But I think when you're getting so upset, we're like, you know, you're getting visibly upset over it, you're crying over it. I would ask yourself how frequently that happens. And I would also ask yourself, like, what is the root of that? Like, what do you really like what are you upset over what is upsetting you about your high school ex still like what what is it like what is the root of it and then move from there and that's honestly only something that you'll you will be able to answer all right next one. Oh, this is gonna ruffle feathers <laughs> okay I'm scared all right put your relationship before your kids Okay, listen, I don't have kids, so I don't know. I can't give my two cents on this. I can say what I think just based off of my thoughts, <laughs> but I don't know. So my answer might change in a couple years, but I think, I do think that the marriage and the relationship should come before the kids because and that is up until a point that's up until a point but I do think I agree with the fact that when you have a healthier relationship you can I don't know now that I'm saying it out loud I'm like Savannah shut up I don't know because what I was gonna say is I feel like when you have a healthier relationship and you're like prioritizing your partner 
you both are like in a happier and healthier headspace. And that is if you're still together and in a healthy relationship. Like, but when you, and so when you prioritize your partner, you're like in a happier and healthier mindset. You know, like what each other's going through. You are kind of on the same page with them and you're able to navigate parenting together better, which in turn is going to be better for your children. But don't quote me on that because I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't have kids. This is just kind of like off of first thought. And I'm scared. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know. I, I agree with that, I think. I think the relationship, prioritizing the relationship is really important because I think it's a trickle effect or like a domino effect. I don't know. Ask me in like five years. Okay, next one. Unpopular opinion, but my boyfriend and I, my boyfriend of eight years and I decided to go long distance and now we're stronger than ever. I do think that there is something to be said about long distance. I think that if, I think there's a certain person like who can handle, it takes a certain type of person to be able to handle a long distance relationship. I know many people who would not be able to handle a long distance relationship and that's totally fine. But I know many people who actually thrive in long distance relationships because there is that thing where it's like distance makes the heart grow fonder. And again, you're able to kind of have that really strong quality time together. So I think it's great. I think that that's great. I have nothing to say about that. I think that that's great. Next one, guys who have female best friends and vice versa is a red flag. I don't agree with this and that might ruffle some feathers too, but I will say, oh, okay. All right. Wait. Okay. My opinion is now changing because I was thinking and now I'm like starting to kind of change. I don't think it's a red flag. Here's what I think is a red flag. I think that if you're significant other like if your boyfriend gets a girl best friend while you two are dating I think that that's weird I don't think that any situation calls for that I think that that's really 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 strange I think it's really strange I think it's really odd I think it's really weird because once you start dating it's like there's no reason for you to have a girl best friend now like I'm the girl best friend like hi me hello now what I will say is that if there was a girl best friend or a guy best friend prior to the relationship starting I don't see that as a red flag I think that and you know even like after the relationship if you have like guy friends or girlfriends or whatever in like friend groups and whatnot like I don't think that that's weird but having like I'm talking like having a singular girl best friend or guy best friend I don't think it's weird And I'm going to tell you why I think that, well, this is just also just from personal experience. I know when Hayden and I got together, he has a friend of his that is, um, used to date his best friend and she actually lives in Nashville and the two of them have been friends for forever. They grew up in the same town. They like know the same people and they're really great friends. And I think that that's amazing. I don't think that there's anything weird about that. I do think what starts to get a little sketch is when like your boyfriend doesn't want you to be around her or like there's boundaries that are being crossed because there's, that's what is really important to remember here is like boundaries are important when it comes to girl best friends and guy best friends. But even like myself, I have a ton of guy best friends. Like I have a ton of guy friends that I've had before I met Hayden and that doesn't change. That's something that I really, really um, honed in on since dating Hayden because it's something that I lost in my previous relationship was like I just lost 
not that I lost my friends, but I didn't prioritize them. And he was always, my ex was always really insecure and very jealous. And he always told me that like these people are my friends and you know, no, you don't get to be friends with them. And he was just always very jealous. And so I really, I like, I did what he asked me to do and I would cut them off and I would just like not be friends with them. And after I got out of that relationship, I was like, I'm never doing that again. Like I'm never, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was simply just having friends that I've had for years. And you know what? All of these people that I've been friends with have always had my back every single time. There's never been a time where they have not had my back. And I still believe, and I always will, that like, you do need to prioritize your friendships when you're in a relationship because honestly, you don't know what the future holds. You don't know what the relationship is going to look like in a year, two year, three year, four, five, six, whatever. And if you're not still with that person, yet you put all of your friendships to the side and it's like, no, you let all of them go and you can't expect them to be there for you to pick up the pieces when you did that. Now, That being said, I do want to emphasize, I think it's important to conduct boundaries because I see all the TikToks, okay, of like those skits of like the jealous girl best friend, quote unquote, who like literally just wants to sleep with your boyfriend. Like girls are intuitive like that. Like we know, like we know. So I think it is important to have conversations and have an open communication with the person that you're with if you are starting to feel some type of way about it. But again, I think that it's very clear Like if you just like as an intuitive person, I think, you know, like when you look at someone and you see how like a girl best friend is acting around your boyfriend or a girlfriend is acting around your boyfriend, like you can tell, like, I think that you can tell. So I don't think it's a red flag. I really don't. Sorry. That was a really long answer, but I just don't think it's a red flag. Okay. Next one. Staying together for the kids isn't a good enough reason to stay together. I agree with this. I think that I've been a firsthand witness to people or yeah, to watching people who have stayed with each other just for like the sake of the kids or whatnot. And like in doing that, from my experience, all I've seen is people who just grow resentful and who grow to just have a lot of animosity and tension. And I do think that when you're doing that, you're not teaching your children to stand up for themselves and be independent. I think that when you're showing them like, oh, you know, like we're just going to stay together. Like, even though you're not telling them like, hey, we're just staying together for you. Like as you grow older, you start to realize things. And I do think that in teaching them to just kind of like stay together, even when they're not happy, it doesn't set them up for a healthy mindset when it comes to relationships. I know this firsthand, like, just trust me when I say I kind of know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about this. Like I... I definitely think that it teaches them to not necessarily leave their own relationship when they should because they're taught like, oh, you just stick it out no matter what. Maybe that's a little bit too much of a personal firsthand experience to where like not everyone else would think the same way. But I think that that is how I have, um, that's like kind of what I grew to think from like that. So I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Next one. Don't look through their phone for cheating. If you don't, don't trust them, totally thank you next to them. I agree. I think that uh, I can't say I've never looked through a boyfriend's phone because that would just be a lie. But I do think that when it comes to the point where you are constantly checking it, you are you know, consistently going through it. I just think it shows a very big lack of trust. And if you can't trust the person that you're with, it's probably not 
a great thing. And so I think that you really need to ask yourself, like, do you want to be doing this forever? Like, do you want to keep looking through this person's phone forever? Do you want to keep being with someone who you don't trust? Like, no, the answer that the answer to that should be no. Okay, moving on. Next one. The girl should take the guy out on dates too. Not the first one, but definitely need to surprise him too. I completely agree with that. And there were several of those in here of just like the girl doesn't have to be the only one that pays. Like there should be kind of like an even or not even an equal split, but just kind of like the girl should pay for some stuff too. And I completely agree with that. I don't like being in relationships where I feel like I owe someone something and that I don't I don't know where this really stems from but I've never liked people paying for me for anything because I don't want them to feel like I owe them something I don't want them to feel like they have like a one-up on me I don't want to feel like you know I have to pay them back for anything I just don't like that feeling so other than like first dates and second dates <laughs> and just like in the beginning like I think the beginning of like the courting and the kind of kind of like trying to see if you guys like really vibe or whatever but I do think it gets to a point where I will offer to pay or like if we go out to dinner let's say we're like on the third date and we go out to dinner and then we go get like ice cream afterwards I will get the ice cream or we go get another drink afterwards like I will offer to pay for the drink when we go somewhere elsewhere like to a different bar or something like I just think that there should be some sort of like it doesn't have to be equal. Like I know some people were really against that, but like just some sort of contribution to it as well. Um, and in terms of guys, like taking guys on dates, like I totally agree. I love like, I'm trying to think of the last time I like surprised Hayden. I don't know if I've ever really like done that, but I'll be like, oh, like let's go check out this new restaurant or, oh, like I'm going to make reservations for us on this day. Like, let's go do this. Like, this will be fun. Um, yeah, I think that guys deserve to be treated special too. You know, I know we're in this era of like, we hate men, but like, I do think that like guys deserve to be treated special, especially when they're good guys, like they deserve that. So I agree with you. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. See, we have a lot of these. We have the man has to pay and plan everything. No, I don't approve. Uh, this is well this is what it says the man has to pay and plan everything no the relationship should be equal he must also get spoiled like yeah exactly what we just said um yeah okay next one Oh, yeah. The next one is actually the same thing. Hi, Sav. Personally, I think the girl should pay just as much as the guy does. You guys, we are all thinking very similarly. Um Okay, next. The more healed you are, the harder it is to find a healthy relationship. I do agree with this because I think that when you are really healed and you know what you deserve and you know what your standards are, you are not going to settle. It's very easy to find a relationship when you settle. It just is. And so I feel like when you're in your healed era and like you're the healthiest version of yourself and you just like you know what you deserve and you know what you're going to tolerate and not tolerate it's easy to detect people's bullshit and it's easy to see through it and it's easy to not settle but in doing that it's harder to find a relationship because especially now I feel like we're in this era where people are just like dating just to date and they're not dating very intentionally and you know I'm all for casual dating but I do think that you know I've seen it firsthand I've experienced it also firsthand where it's like you just 
two people can be totally on two different pages and one of them is like settling. And I don't know. I just think that when you are the healthiest version of yourself and like when you are healed, it's like you're not going to let yourself settle. So because of that, it might take longer to find someone who is worth dating to you, if that makes sense. So again, I completely agree. All right, you guys. And that was the last one. So that is going to be all for me here today. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Again, if you're new here, hi, my name is Savannah. I'm your host of My Thoughts Exactly. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly every single Friday. You're not going to want to miss it. I'll be back next week with you guys with either a new Instagram or my old Instagram. It'll be a surprise to you and me both. But also let me know what you thought about in the comments about all of these i'm very interested to hear your guys's take on them um i feel like some of you will probably we're all gonna have very differing opinions and i feel like maybe i should have put that disclaimer in the beginning i think that it's important to remember that no matter how you navigate your relationship no matter what you agree with and disagree with that's the beauty of it we all get to have opinions we all get to have differing thoughts and that's what makes us individual unique and human and as long as you're in a happy healthy relationship regardless of whether you agree or disagree it does not matter we can have differing opinions and all be happy so that's my little spiel i love you guys i'll see you next week bye guys Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.